I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm afraid of falling. I look over and there are frogs everywhere. Sarah's happened on the Google box again. Lara would like boogie down and sing with her. I, I can't say that I wish I had more fears in my life. Hi, I'm Lara. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kim. This is Nikki. And I'm Louise. Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Please be aware that today's episode may contain some adult language and will most likely include adult content. So please keep that in mind if little ones are nearby. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Best Parts. Today, I'd like to talk about something that affects all of us, whether they're large or small. They're those little things that stop us in our tracks. They make us question ourselves, and sometimes they can be quite embarrassing. These are our fears, in particular, our irrational fears or our phobias, those things that we're terrified of and we have no logical explanation for. So I want to start by asking the group, which of the following situations scares you the most? And keep in mind, these are all real phobias. Being stuck on an island without your cell phone. (laughs) I want to know how many times that's actually happened, but okay. (laughs) Being stuck in a room filled with balloons. Oh, that's an interesting one. Having to eat a peanut butter sandwich and getting it stuck to the roof of your mouth. Oh, oh, that's fun. I don't, I'm not afraid of that. I'm happy about that. It's like Bentley. Diagnosable (laughs) phobia. Being stuck in a room filled with small things. Little tiny things. (laughs) (laughs) Or being stuck in a room filled with water. Now I'm not talking about like you're, you're, it's submerged in water, but a room that just has a lot of water in it. So which one of those would scare you the most? The cell phone with- uh, The cell phone. Yes, no cell phone. Yeah, I'm with Sarah. I was looking at my cell phone when you said that. I was like, (laughs) oh my God. You were like my friend. (laughs) Yeah, that would be my greatest one. When I can't find my phone in my house, I start to panic. I couldn't imagine being somewhere else. Look, I've just. You just. (laughs) He has hives. I have hives now coming, just thinking about it. Yeah, for me, it'd be the balloons. Oh, really? Really? They're going to pop? Yeah. Yeah, I like balloons. So it's not like I don't have a balloon phobia, which I don't know what the name, it's not balloonophobia, but it's, there's, <laughs> there's an actual name for it. But that is of these, that would probably be the thing that would scare me the most, just because I'd be afraid they would start popping. There's a part of me that's so sad that these are phobias. They're so sad. Right? I'm feeling really bad for whoever has these. I read about a phobia where people are afraid of irregularly shaped dots. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Does anybody here have any like weird phobias that you'd be willing to share? I first just want you to know that the fear of balloons is globophobia. Thank you. Well, okay. So here's one. I'm just going to say the name and you tell me what it's a fear of. Gynophobia. The fear of going to the gynecologist. Who said women? I did. That's correct. Oh, I don't have that. People are terrified of women. I don't have that. Goodness, that would be terrible for you. Yeah. Well, it's, but it's also irrationally afraid of women. So if there's, <laughs> start to look at the backstory of that, right? Right. 
I actually was kind of taking exception to that whole idea. What is define irrational fear? I mean, if you have a fear, it's a fear. I mean, what makes it quote who decided it was quote irrational? Well, it's a so a phobia is a fear that doesn't have a it doesn't have a direct danger. So if you're afraid of being hit by lightning because lightning just struck your neighbor's house, that would be a real that would be a rational fear. That would be a fear that would say, "Oh, I could be in danger." If you're afraid of spiders, and a spider has is not in, you know, has not threatened you, doesn't have a little tiny machete isn't coming <laughs> that's an irrational fear or a phobia so that's the difference from from my understanding that's a good question though laura about rational and irrational it seems so judgy doesn't it it does a little bit yeah well but what if you saw you were young and you saw your best friend get hit by lightning and you're afraid of it the rest of your life does a rational fear become irrational because it isn't happening in your vicinity at the time I don't know you've got history with it I, I yeah you ask I'm going to circle this back you mentioned the question do we have any fears of phobia I have suffered from agoraphobia in the past I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 30 and because of some issues with the port for the chemo, I had to have one port taken out and another one put in. And I don't, for anybody who doesn't know this, when you're on chemo, you don't heal very well. And cause your, your blood counts messed with. Basically I had an open wound for six months that could not heal. And since my immune system was compromised at that point because of the chemo, they were like, you have to stay in the house. So when chemo was over and the wound had healed and it was okay for me to go outside back into the world. It was really, really hard. It was hard to travel. It was hard to go into spaces where there were lots of people. And honestly, I think I've probably talked about it a little bit here is I have concerns about COVID for the same sort of reason. So is that rational or irrational? I have a history of having had agoraphobia and I'm concerned. I have a concern. I don't know if it's rational or irrational that it's going to happen again as we someday come out of the pandemic. That sounds rational to me because you had a really good reason behind why you were afraid to go outside, right? If someone was afraid to go outside because there were balloons everywhere, then I'd be like, well, I think that's irrational. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, my it, irrational, but I think it's rational. Phobia is frogs. So like- Frogs. Yes, frogs. Have you seen a frog? <laughs> They're green? They jump. They can jump. Guys, on, they can land on your face. Ew. We used to keep them in the house. Ew. Oh, I'm scared to death of frogs. Like if I hear them. Why? Do you know why? I have no idea. I think maybe my sister threw a frog at me when I was younger or something. I have no idea, but it's just like something that when I see a frog, it, I like, I'm, I, I imagine it jumping and attaching itself to my face. That yeah. sounds rational. <laughs> <laughs> The whole idea of having a frog suction to your face does sound pretty scary. <laughs> you know, as we're talking here, kind of what I feel the is the difference between rational and irrational isn't what we are afraid of, but how we let it change our lives. That's a really good point. Yeah. Well, thanks to the Google box, because my brain has been chewing on this. Rational fears are along the lines of what Kim said earlier. They are more logical and potential. And rational fears can become irrational fears, but 
if the context or reason of the fear is unlikely. So it's based on the likelihood. That's what it sounds like because I can be afraid of going outside for a good reason, like Lara said, with a wound that won't heal. And that's a rational fear. And it becomes irrational when the fear response is higher in a situation that it is no longer applied to. Hmm. So my fear was rational during chemo and the wound healing, yes. but then three months later, it was irrational because I, my body was healed and I wasn't really subject to, well, hate to be the first person to throw the F-bomb out here, but I think that's a bunch of fucking shit, man. I was still scared. <laughs> well, yeah. but it, to me, it's, it sounds like it's, you know, part, how do I want to say this? It's a response to something that happened in your past and your brain still goes into those patterns of right. self-preservation and it's trying to keep you safe. And by having that response of, no, we're not supposed to go outside. We are supposed to be taking care of ourselves. We are supposed to be protecting ourselves. It's trying to take care of you. And it's called an irrational fear, but it is also a very real and air quotes rational to our brain, even though it doesn't seem an imminent threat to everybody else. I think that makes sense, right? It's something that happened in your brain. You're right. Is jumping back to that time. It's like Kim was saying with the balloons, she can be, you know, she likes balloons, but if she's in a room of them, she's terrified one of them is going to pop and her brain's trying to protect her from that loud explosive noise happening, which in the past would signal danger. Is, is that what happened, Kim? Well, yeah. I mean, with balloons. Yeah. So I do love balloons. We have balloons whenever I can have balloons, which sounds like it's <laughs> <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> When balloons are allowed. I was thinking because there's been a helium shortage over time. And so we've not had as many balloons. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, when I was in high school, I hung out with a group of people and there was one of one of the guys in the group of people who would come up behind you and pop a balloon and would scare the shit out of me. I'd be like, yeah. And I do have a... Um, husband will tell you like I scare very easily I'll be standing somewhere and I won't hear him walk in behind me and I'll just scream because <laughs> when I recognize he's there because I do I have that response so I don't know if it was from that but I would guess it was from that because I'm not afraid of balloons but I'm afraid of them popping so it's just like I'm not afraid of heights but I'm afraid of falling so I'm not husband. afraid of frogs I'm just afraid of them attaching themselves to my face <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you a quick frog fair. story? Of course. So I was playing golf in Ireland. Has anyone here been to Ireland? Not yet. I have. Oh. I have. Did I you know they it. have a lot of frogs in Ireland? So I we were playing. No, yes. Thank you. We were playing. And you know, there's the front nine and the back nine. So we played the front nine, which is holes one through nine. And it was fine. It was a beautiful day, a little drizzly like Ireland is. And we go to play hole number 10 and I'm walking down the fairway. That's the middle of the golf hole. I'm just trying to do sports ball here. And I look over and there are frogs everywhere. All of a sudden, just everywhere. They're, you can't like step without stepping on a frog. And then I kept walking and there were humping frogs. It was mating season. The frogs were humping. And it was like for the next five holes, they were, and I, I, I felt paralyzed. I didn't know what to do. I was like, Oh my God, they're mating. There's going to be more baby frogs later. And I, I, I panicked. So yeah, I'm afraid of humping frogs as well. 
I got to say, when I got up this morning, I did not expect to have a conversation about humping frogs. So thank you for sharing that, Sarah. You're welcome. Yeah, it wasn't on my radar either. (laughs) I'm just imagining how this impacts Passover and the Passover story of having the frogs that, so in the Passover story, there's, there are 10 plagues and one of the plagues is frogs. I never imagined humping frogs while doing the Passover story. <laughs> totally going to change Passover time. this year. Yep. You're welcome. Yeah. Passover will have a different tone. Yeah. Ribbit. So, <laughs> so my frog fear is rational. But they weren't suctioned to your face. Well, they were but suctioned they to each other. <laughs> so suctioning <laughs> frogs, really. <laughs> In that, I would be afraid of stepping on a frog but not necessarily attaching to my yeah, face. So the irrational part seems to be that attaching to your face. Yeah. Well, no, but your sister threw them at you. So I that's think, not, around. I don't know. Well, okay. So I have a question. What is a fear that you think you should have that you don't have? I, huh. I'm gonna go back to my cancer story for a moment because I had, this was an irrational not fear. While I was in treatment, I believed what the hell else could possibly happen to me? So I I did dangerous things. I would race trains to crossings and I would not wear my seatbelt for six months. I used it like a talisman to quote, keep me safe. That was totally irrational. And secondarily, I also had a belief that went long, went on much longer was that so long as I had been, I'd taken one for the team. And so therefore nobody else in my family Mm -hmm. could get sick. Mm-hmm. So that was another, so those are, I don't think they're fears, but they were certainly irrational uh, beliefs that came out of the situation, but racing trains to the crossing kids do not try this at home. See, that's something you should be afraid of, but you weren't mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right. Totally. Back in the day when I used to go to the grocery store, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago, Long- when we walked uphill both ways and bare where we wanted to go in the snow up to our elbows yes mm-hmm. far far away in a galaxy yes, go ahead. <laughs> exactly I don't know if I should be a f- I don't know but I it's something weird that I do I am that person who actually like sings and dances along with whatever music is going on in the grocery store I look forward to the day that I can be there with you and see that happen yeah, I, I I have no fear. Like it's, I hear the music and I get going, and it doesn't just, matter if anybody's. I just do it. I just pictured Lara at the end of the aisle with an arm coming out with her camera, so she can film it. <laughs> you don't even have to hide. I don't. Whatever. It's what I mean. People are seeing me do it. So what? Chances are, Lara whatever. would like boogie down and sing with her. I was gonna say she's gonna be right next to her. She's <laughs> not gonna be watching. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that I should have a fear of or not. I don't, but I, I guess it goes along the lines of, I don't, I'm not really afraid of publicly embarrassing myself. Welcome to the best part podcast. I wave to the wrong person. (laughs) Here we go. I wave to the wrong person all the time. You know, you have that again, back in the day when we used to see people, somebody will wave and like, you're going, hi, (laughs) it's no idea. Like, it's not you. They're waving to somebody well, after after okay. i moved into the neighborhood i would walk past this house and this guy would always be like hey and i realized every time i just happened to be there when somebody he knew was getting out of a car and i'd always say hi back because it, it was right behind me yeah. 
but three times in a row. And I don't know, it wasn't the same time every day, but somebody just happened to be coming to his house that he was greeting. And I was just like, Hey, this guy was so not social distancing. I'm just, saying. I was going to say, and he, what, why does he have a revolving door on his house? What's happening there? I, I did. Is it a drug house? Questions. I don't <laughs> think so. He had his little baby girl in his arm. I know uh-huh. that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it did not seem like it was that situation. But I also didn't turn around and look who it was. So maybe it was the same person every time. Maybe it was his wife. I don't know. Hey. I, I can't say that I wish I had more fears in my life. I think I have plenty. And so I'm good. I, I don't think that there's anything more I need to add. Your fear card is full. Yes, yes, yes. I would say my, like, my weird irrational fear is that I am afraid of getting poked in the eye with an umbrella i'm not sure that's weird why exactly i don't know where that came from never been poked in the eye with an umbrella can't say there's any right as we look at like the basis of where this comes from i think it happened to me in a in a prior life maybe that's how i died i'm not sure but i welcome the six feet of distance on a rainy day now because i don't have to worry about being poked in the eye with somebody else's umbrella. Well, I'm finding the urge to explain because you're a little bit taller. And so I can envision you around people who are shorter with the umbrella pokey thing right in your eye (laughs) and going, why do I need to make this okay for her? Why do I need to make this make sense? So I have two thoughts. One, I am that short person who refuses to carry an umbrella because I'm afraid of poking somebody in the eye. So okay, thank you. Welcome. And Two, what are those pokey things called? Like they have to have a name. <laughs> yeah, they probably do. Sarah's happened on the Google they, box again. The, I'm confused have, because the all the umbrellas I have don't have the pokey thing on top. It's not on top, Laura. It's, the, it's the, you know, when it comes out and where the material, the fabric attaches to the wire. Oh, like those little, oh, like those the little metal bits. That's what's going to poke me in the eye. I'm sorry. I was thinking the pokey thing on top. Nobody's so going around like this, poke trying to poke me in the eye. It's yeah, a feral. <laughs> it's a feral. feral. A witch? Feral. F-E-R-R-U-L-E is a f- the pokey thing on the tip of the umbrella above the canopy. <gasps> the canopy. Now we so know that's not what she's part. talking about. She's no, talking about the, that's the thing Lara was thinking about. That's on the what top. I thought it was. What? It's the metal arms that hold oh, the fabric. Those little things. Oh, like, so it's in a broken umbrella. You're afraid that's going to. Well, even with a real, with a non-broken umbrella, the, the canopy is attached at the edges. Because they have the... little metal yes. things that stick See? out the end a lot of times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got you. Got you. I'm so glad you shared that with me and clarified because I was totally thinking the wrong thing. I was too. I was thinking the pokey thing on the top. Yeah. Well, I want you to know that Google wants you to know that keep in mind, most modern umbrellas are not designed as a walking stick or a weapon. That's how I used it. So I just. I like how they said modern umbrellas. I like how they said most. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Google. Well, if I were a spy, it may be. I mean, if you're a spy, you use what you have at hand. If it's a pen, if it's an umbrella, that's what you got. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of thinking about fears that have come up since COVID has started, I know, Laura, you talked about a little bit about what's come up for you in terms of wanting to not have that fear come up. Are there any other fears that have 
popped up for you that you're like, where did that come from? I think this is an obvious fear, but I have an intense fear of going from no COVID to having COVID to going to the ICU and dying in like four days because you see it on the news, right? That's been my biggest fear. And so whenever I go outside and I see the masks and all that, like that's a huge fear is that I'm not going to get out of this one alive, even though I'm healthy. And I know that I would likely be fine, but it's just, that's the big fear out of this or getting it and having long-term health effects or health problems. In the beginning, it was like, I would have so much anxiety. I'm like, is that anxiety or do I have COVID? Cause I can't breathe. Like my chest is tight. And then I do a little meditation. I'm like, it's just my anxiety. We're good. I don't have COVID, but yeah, that's my big fear. That and frogs. Pumping frogs. Pumping frogs. Yeah. I didn't realize that I knew when I moved to where I live now, that the belief system I have doesn't gel with the majority of the people that live here. What I didn't know and could have had no way of knowing at the time is that it would impact my ability to get medical help because we have people that don't believe in wearing a mask. And so I guess what, what I'm noticing is I, I'm scared a lot of the time. I think we've talked about this a little bit before. I'm scared a lot of the time and I, it, I don't like living like this. And actually, so my 2021 word is bravery because I don't want to live in this place of fear that has come up because of where I happen to be geographically located. Can I just give you a hug right now? That would be lovely, but you'd have to get within six feet of me to do that. So damn it. That's the same with Laura. I, I understand that fear. Like they say on the news, when you go outside, assume everyone that you pass by has COVID. You should just act like that. So I just think COVID time has changed us all a little bit. And so, yeah, I agree with, with that. When you said, I'm afraid of everyone, I was like, that's how I used to feel when I lived in New York City. So I understand. When I think it goes back to what Louise had said about how does it impact your life, right? When those fears are impacting our lives. Well, and I have a little different perspective because I was very, very sick right back when COVID began before testing. I have a hunch that that is what I had. And it was a month and a half, almost two months before I got back to a place where I felt okay, but it amped up my resilience a bit. And I'm very conscious when I'm out. And if I'm walking my dog, I'll walk off the sidewalk into the street. If somebody's coming just to make sure for distance and I do my best every single day, but it isn't something I'm afraid of. It's something I've become conscious of. When I think about how we are rolling out the vaccines and some of the conversations around what now, what happens now when we have some people vaccinated and others not, some people wearing masks and others not, some people wanting to be vaccinated and others not. And there's a lot of conversation around the requirements that some companies, organizations, places would have to carry an immunization card to say that you've been vaccinated. And that scares the hell out of me because it is, we all might as well just right walk around. Are you wearing pink or are you wearing green so that we know who is quote unquote safe and not safe. 
And I, I don't like this. Like, I think the pandemic has really highlighted for me the privileged and not privileged, the, the whole idea of who and what we all need to make it through the day. And I just think that if we had to carry around an immunization card as we walked into city hall or we go back to work and our employers demanding that we're immunized, I just think that it's just that in itself is more one more thing that is decisive and will divide us and it will not be good it we're all trying to right the the color of our skin how we walk around in this world has all been highlighted and heightened right now and this is just one more thing that adds adds to that and I just it it frightens me I I don't even know what to say about that it just seems like another one more thing on top of a whole pile of shit a whole pile of shit indeed so whether it's absolute real fears associated with the pandemic or humping frogs balloons and pokey parts on an umbrella fears are very real when we feel them we can laugh and yet we still feel them my hope is that our listeners and ourselves have a chance to think about what we're afraid of and how we can lean into those fears and maybe find a little bit more bravery a little bit more courage as we all try and do this thing called life together Thanks for going on this ride with us. We see you. We love you. And remember, all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Parts Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it. After all, sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at The Best Parts Podcast or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember that all the parts are the best parts.